Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to More Than Just a Podcast podcast. Podcast. Seems like ages since the last Episode one. 25. I'm George. I'm here in the studio with Sean. Hi, Sean. Good evening, George. And with John. Hi, John. Hello. How are you? Smashing you. Yeah, great, thanks. Where's Reese? Uh, Reese isn't very well. Ah, uh, uh, man flu? Yeah, but he said he was, like, violently ill. So yeah, right. I don't know. He had a Nando's. Um, so... Chelsea. What have, you been up, what have you been up to for the last two weeks? Oh, I'm right? glad you ask. I don't know. I haven't got a clue. I've been working and, you know, keeping my head down and tweeting and uh, and doing stuff. You have been really. busy, to be fair, because you haven't been... Busy. I have been busy, yeah. yeah. John, what about you? What have you been up to? Pretty much the same, yeah. I'm a high roller like Sean, so it's hard to keep up with everything, yeah. <laughs> Nice. Anyway, I don't want to listen to our lives. Let's about talk about football. Did we, did we, did we, we spoke about Stoke? Or was that yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Spoke about. Yeah. Two weeks ago. Glad, glad you listened, joined along. Always. George, you know me, George, mate. George, 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 George. Highly involved in the production of this thing. <laughs> uh, so we played Chelsea. We played Chelsea yesterday. And only one person could be bothered to go. And that was me. Fair play to you, right? Because I, I gave my right. second... Right. Season ticket reference you, right, yeah. to someone else because they could go and they really wanted to go, and um, it was fifty five quid plus a booking fee. So I played fifty five quid. You did, didn't Thank you? Thank you, Martin. Yeah, you decided last minute. Did you travel up without a ticket and then? Uh, no, he told me I'd oh. already agreed with him to buy the ticket from him. The power of Twitter. Yes, indeed. But Wong didn't get one. Didn't get didn't one. Get no. he, he watched in a pub locally. Sorry. Okay. Didn't miss much. No. So we lost 2-0. Yeah, to the uh, European champions. Undone by a very good goal from Eden Hazard and a good header, but equally poor defending by West Ham uh, from Frank Lampard. Yeah. Sean, you watched on a stream, didn't you, and you, John? I did, yeah, yeah we both did. <coughs> a good did. stream at that. A paid-for stream. It was all right. No, I didn't pay for mine, it was all right. <laughs> <laughs> High definition. 
And you had Tony Gale uh, pitch side on the stream and uh, Alan Kerbishley in the studio, didn't you? Yeah, Did I you that. That's yeah. what I had. Yeah, well, it's the same stream. I didn't play for that. <laughs> Great. But I'm sure yours was... I like to put something back to football, though, John. Well, I think that football's had enough out of me. Uh, Stats-wise, 52% to Chelsea, 48 West Ham, which was fair, fair, fairly balanced, really, isn't it? Uh, we had 15 shots, nine on target. Really? Yeah. BBC stats don't lie. Chelsea had 24 shots, 14 on target. I don't remember having these shots drinking? on targets. No, I didn't. Didn't have one mm. alcoholic beverage. But honestly, I don't remember BBC nine shots, shots on target. Mind. Most of them were probably. I bet one of them counted when it was that Gary O'Neill got yeah. put through and he sort of <laughs> just kicked it to check. Did a little chip in his yeah. arms, yeah. Look, the first thing I want to say, right? You got something to say, Sean? Nice. We played a proper London derby for the first twenty minutes, and I thought, yeah, we're up for this. Yeah, we're up for this, boys. End to end stuff. You know, you didn't know where the first goal was going to come from, and then, boom! Frank Lampard knew. Who? Frank Lampard knew. (laughs) That's not what you just said. (laughs) Two hundredth goal. Frank Lampard had to be. It had to be. It was written. It it was either going to be Torres, who hadn't scored for eleven hours and thirty-three minutes. Demba Barr was going to score a hat trick against us. He was 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 terrible. He was terrible. Or it was going to be Frank Lampard's two hundredth goal, which was probably written in the script. Let's be honest. Yeah, no. It's a good finish, though. But but. Where was the marking? It was almost free header, unmarked. I oh, it blame. Good marking. I blame Ginge. When I did the replay, looked at it several times. Ginge is nowhere. He, he was a bit he, out of position, but he, he was, was pushing out. out. Position. He, he was, didn't know where to go. And he looked. A he bit was pushing where out. Am I supposed to be? He was pushing out because the ball had broken forward. So he, he was pushing out. Yeah, the trouble was was Demel was playing everyone Demel on was side, shocking. and he did that again and again and again. And it scares the bloody life out of me that we've signed him up and given him an extended yeah, contract. I know you say that. So, so you're not blaming Ginge? No, he, he did. He, he he was one of our better players on the day, but then in the whole, it wasn't a very good performance. Why was he taken off then? Later on, I think he must have been injured. And where did he get his black eye from? He started with that. Yeah, but I mean, it, we, this this is like you know we've got was it eight nine games left. We need six points. I, I reckon we'd probably do all right. I sat three. behind James Tompkins' dad and Did sister. You? Yeah. yeah. Is she fit? What? <laughs> <laughs> What's the dad like? Uh, not how you'd expect him to be. Oh, all. really? Yeah. How did you know it was JT? Because dad? when he came on, it was James, James Tompkins is coming on and the, and the girl started jumping up and down. I thought, well, she, she can't be that big a James Tompkins fan. Who's that big a fan to jump up and down? And, uh, I saw her text someone saying, my brother's coming on. Oh. Are you reading you other people's texts? Text? Text? Sure. When, when, someone, when someone jumps That's up That's almost down. like phone oh, hacking, that isn't is. it? That's a bit weird. Oh, it is. Okay. <laughs> so, just one last thing on the goal, right? Well, there's going to be a few things, but the first thing I want to ask is, Jaskalainen, could he done better? You know, looking at the replays, he almost got his fingertips to it. Should he done better, or was that just a good goal that was I out think, of his I, was, I, I mean, I think Jaskalainen actually had a decent game, to be he honest. He did. As you'll see on the... Uh, Player stats, but um, I don't know if it was a good finish. I mean, it's we we weren't very good. We kept we just kept giving them the ball. We just you know we couldn't put a string of passes together. The army still thinks he's better than he is again. Still tries to beat everyone and run the whole yeah for the pitch. It's just so 
very... I, I, so, he, obviously, Lampard scored his goal, mm-hmm. right? Then comes the celebration. Uh, he said afterwards he didn't over-celebrate it in front of the fans. He certainly didn't kiss the badge. I've checked the replays. but I don't care what he does. But he did go to the West Ham fans, did he not? Well, he, he scored. He went over went into over. that corner. He the went to jump on John Terry. Yeah, the thing yeah. was, he was with Terry. Terry, Terry shouldn't have been warming up where he was Well, let's, up, let's, that's let's the discuss thing. the Terry thing now then, shall we? You were there, George. I just want to say, by the way, first 20 minutes, all I could hear was West Ham singing. I don't know what you heard, but on the TV, yeah, all I heard was well, yeah, stick yeah, the blue flag well. up your ass and, and bubbles and, uh, you know, where were you when you were shit? That's all I heard for the first 20 minutes. You couldn't hear... Chelsea singing until they scored that first goal. No. Was that right? It's always the same there, though, isn't it? Yeah, the, the fans are a joke there. Yeah, these days, really. So, but um, Terry. Yeah, Terry. It all started when he was warming up. They had a player, had a defender. Gary Cahill went down, I think. And yeah, his, when was. he was down, he was like on the side. So Howard Webb apparently told him to warm up this that's side said, because that's what Rafa there's Benita an injured says. player up there. Yeah. So. John Terry's come down this end because he's warming up, ready to go in because Gary Cahill's injured. They're normally supposed to warm up the opposite side to yeah. the linesman, aren't they? So they, or the behind the linesman so they don't get yeah. spotted. That's the idea, isn't it? So he should have been warming up. The yeah, other but end. the reason it wasn't is because Howard Webb told the fourth official Howard Webb told him not to because there was an injured player on that but side of the picture. Come on, already. Have you seen the picture I put on the Facebook? Yeah, no, I, I saw he's it. He's got his arse. No, he definitely done it, and he yeah, done it. You could see him doing. We it. were giving him grief. Yeah. Just the normal John Put Terry grief. And waggled it up. And then he, he just got that blue flag and stuff it right up he his ass. He bent over <laughs> and showed us his ass. Yeah. at which point all the Chelsea fans went, like cheering for him. And which point our fans got the ump. And a friend of mine that I went and met at half time said at that point he went down to the steward because he was standing next to a steward and said, look, you need to get, say something. He's not helping himself. He's going to cause a row here. And, uh, you did look in the in the stills today. You can see the and the police. steward said to him, "This is John Terry's pitch. He can do what he likes." He said, "Really? Him, yeah." Mm. So he was like, "All right," and and then started abusing him. <laughs> yeah, he was just. I mean, the fact the fact is that he gets grief. He gives grief, and that's. But you know, you can't it. hide it because it was in. It's been in the mail pretty much every paper now. There, there was a hot dog thrown. What a waste of three pound fifty. Um, it's not the hot dog you got to worry about, is it? It's. it's it's a Lucas Aid bottle. It's again. And about... How much is that going to do? £17.15 loose change. Yeah, <laughs> I must say, <laughs> I must say, it's probably the worst I've ever seen. When when they scored, it was like raining coins. All oh, right, so they weren't throwing coins at the warming up. It was when... Uh, there was a few... Yeah, you could see up. him getting a bit of it. It was just because you he, can he, see the coins in the stills today. Could you, you can see it in your pay for stream with the HD? Well, reference. I probably could. He doesn't even know who the glasses. players are. Like West Ham players, let alone oh, who's warming harsh, up on the side. Harsh. But when John Terry's warming up and coins are being thrown at him, he was picking them up from the ground and showing us all, and like catching them when they're coming to him. Should he be fined? Who Terry? No, mm. no, he's done nothing wrong. Should West Ham fans be banned? Life ban for? Not life ban, but I'm sure the club will be fine. But uh, missiles are missiles. It doesn't matter whether I guess it's a hot dog or a coin, does it? I think no. I read somewhere that it's the, that it was the first time that we've been in trouble for that since 2004 against the same. But it's, club. it's so I think yes, we've done well. Yeah, <laughs> but it's the third time Chelsea have have been involved in missile throwing when ch- at the Chelsea ground this season. Oh. I read as well. You know, it's, it's, it's everyone hates Chelsea now, doesn't it? It's they? not. 
I don't know. Does everyone hate Chelsea or does everyone just hate John Terry? Yeah. I, I mean, is it a hate, let me is give it you another perspective. Thing? Did I? I don't know if you read my tweet, but John Terry <laughs> let me out. I was going through Opshop this morning and I saw a Bentley. I don't know what he's doing on his day off, but I was coming out on the main road. I was on a side road and this Bentley flashed me to come out and it was John Terry. Uh, see, if only he knew I was a West Ham fan, he would have probably see, not Ni- let me out. See, Nigel, he's a friend to the stars as well, Sean, <laughs> in his world of Surrey, <laughs> in his 4x4 four four well, it look like round Oxshot. My, my, my Land Rover probably didn't look like a West Ham fan. So. Uh, God. You should have driven into him. That's, I wasn't going to waste my no-claims bonus. Did you see that thing that he did as well, where he, he got out, there was a big accident on the A3? Yeah, got a mate got to come a and mate to come That was an issue, yeah. Got, yeah, he got out. He left his car on the A3 and then got his mate to come and pick it up. Yeah. Did he? Yeah. He'd had enough. He'd had enough of sitting in the traffic, so he jumped out, got someone Dick. to pick him up the other way and left his car in the middle of the A3. Sure. Anyway, getting back to football, second goal. No, no, so, oh no, Andy Carroll. So, Andy Carroll, uh, I think his goal Taylor whips stand. in, what was it, from the left? I think his goal should stand. He barely touched Louise. He, 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 he barely touched it. It was a slight touch. Should have stood, shouldn't it? George, I, that would have changed the game, maybe. Yeah, I didn't know what was wrong with it. I celebrated it, as we all did when it went in. Yeah. Um, I think our players celebrated it for a while, and then they realised. I think it was, very, it was a very soft thing to not to not give it. But from where we were, we didn't know what it was. We didn't know if it was a push or if Jarvis hadn't kept the ball in. or whatever. Jarvis managed to keep it in. It was, oh, it it was now, he did just slightly touched him, didn't he? He didn't, yeah. but you know, it, either way, if that had been the other way. I mean, it's anyway, half time comes. Diarmi gets taken off by Big Sam, which I think was a shock to most people. Most people thought he was injured, but as you're hearing the press conference, press, press conference with Big Sam, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> um, it, he just didn't think he was having a very good game. George, John, what, what's your views? I I think that since the, the uh, January window, he hasn't been the same player. I think his head's gone. So yeah, he hasn't been head's the same gone. player. Head's gone. It's so. funny because uh, Martin, who I was sitting with, uh, when he said so about the army, I said he hasn't been the same since the January transfer window when he thought he was going to leave. And the minute I said that, he did that run yeah. where he just ran through the whole team, and I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, but nothing happened. No, it, it wasn't going to be like the one where he saved us in the free one. He turned it around and won it. I've, I've, I reckon he's gone in this. He's gone in the summer. Yeah, I agree. I wouldn't mind. That. And uh, you know, whatever. Allardyce is just looking at all his options to get those. We need those three. Oh, six points, four so, points, five points. Big question. Do you agree? Sam was right in taking the army off at half time because it seemed to change the whole shape. We were rubbish second half. Well, I mean, I don't think you know. He, he took him off and brought Taylor on. So, did he? Can you agree with that? I don't know. Taylor looks to me like you know he's had his day, but no, probably left him on to be honest. Okay, briefly, second half, early on, few minutes in, second half fell apart, undone by Eden Hazard. Well, has a go, brilliant go. It was a brilliant goal, but Hazard then was again, as ragged all game, wasn't he? Then again, Winston Reid, who I really you know, I, I vote for Hammer of the Year and everything else. I, I think he, he missed... He missed a missed, tackle, but he missed everyone a tackle. missed a tackle, Sean. This bloke was running know, rings around everyone. I know, but usually Winston Reid doesn't do miss that. those tackles. Well, we missed well, one. And that cost us the goal, we might That was no one's fault, that goal. We were just absolutely undone. Well, I would have expected Winston Reid to... I he's a world-class he player. Probably Winston Reid? No, Hazard. <laughs> so, 2-0 and, and the rest of it. And then they bought... 
Carlton Cowan, and I tweeted, here comes a hat trick, we're going to win 3-2. Yeah, we had a good chance, didn't he? And you sort of he tapped did. it I back can't, I just, I, I, I think it's the first time I ever tweeted David Gold was this weekend and said, what is the point of wages on Shamak and Paulista if you don't even play them? Yeah. And Wellington Paulista is scoring goals in every yeah, under-21 game. hang on, game. though. He scored four, right, in an under-21 game. And the point I made was Freddie Picciolo score goals in the under-21. Yeah, okay. well, it's not at the same level. Carlton Cole is, doesn't score goals. Carlton Cole's got two goals or three goals all season. So I don't disagree with bringing you. Cole I think on, you should have, yeah. bring him on. Right. What's the point I, I would of bringing agree him with that. I, what maybe is the should, point? Because they're trying to keep him sweet, I guess. He's but some, he's off in the summer anyway. He's somebody... Oh, Cole. Yeah, Hallelujah. Polista is somebody who's... Was he 26 or 27? No, he's 29 so, in April. Yeah. So... He's got, it's his first, it's his big opportunity yeah. in English football. But this is the point. Where has he been all his life? Playing in the Brazilian league. He's so not why the bring him in, Sean? I don't think we should have bought him. You're, now you're getting onto the real thing. Why did we bring him in? He's, I, I, he, he needs if, if I couldn't even say on air some of my things that I've, South American players, dodgy, I, I wouldn't even do it because I'll get done for slander or libel or anything. Well, so he, I won't I even go he, into it. I he's, he's scored enough goals in these like reserve games to be warranted a chance put him in front of us let us see him yeah but when he was doing comic relief keep you happy he only managed 13 that's all Sebastian Spiegel got like Raphael no Sebastian what's his name Leggett oh yeah got 180 he's just signed a new contract and George Moncur got 150 Um, so let's listen to what Big Sam had to say in the press conference yeah, after the match. Let's. Because Sean's made a new discovery that we can play him out without getting sued. We so can play the press interviews. Here yeah. you go. Here it is. Sam, what's the verdict? Well, I think that um, at the end of the day, sometimes you come to places like this and you've got to uh, hope that they're not quite on song and certainly the top players. Um, but today, I think, uh, particularly young Hazard, um made life extremely difficult for us all the way through. So uh, the quality of the players that, that, that in that area matter as well. Um, you know, with the support behind with Frank Lampard, just was just too much for us on the day, as hard as we tried. And we had some chances, we, we had some opportunities. And when you get them, because you get them, you know, at Stamford Bridge, they're only few and far between. You've got to try and put them in the net. So we didn't do that. Um, and, you know, we've... We've suffered for it, but in the end, you know, obviously they they deserve to win. In my opinion, they they were better than us on the day, and we have to accept that. It's not going to define our season losing to Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. It wasn't so long ago we were all celebrating beating Chelsea, so beating them once in the season is enough to actually beat them twice in the season. It's getting a bit greedy. Your goalkeeper made some good saves, though, didn't he, to keep you in the game at one 0 Yeah, and that's what he, that's what he's there for, and that's you know most of the time. Particularly at home, he hasn't had a lot to do uh, this season. So when we needed him, he's kept us. And like I said, if we could, if we could have got that goal, like Andy, Andy late on had, you know, two or three headers on the far post, we'd expect him at least to hit the target. Carlton Cole makes makes a good chance out of a cross, and and uh, Petacek saves it, and and then get to two one, and they have a little bit of a panic up, don't they? But you know, I, I thought the. You know, the first one we should have put in was Andy's header in the first half when the cross came from Matt Jarvis and he had a free header and it went wide. And I thought that I thought the free kick on Louise was a soft one when he scored. You know, I think that were that happened outside the box and I think the referee had gone play on. So, but then again, overall Chelsea were the better side. 
There was one tremendous run from Mohamed Diarmi in towards the end of that first half, which caused some panic in the in the Chelsea defence. He, he gained a, a lot of yards, but he, he was off at half time. Is, was he, is he okay? Was he injured, or was that just a change he's, you wanted to make? He's okay, but you know, I just feel that um, you know he didn't have his normal game for me, and uh, and I think his retention of the ball today wasn't as good as it normally was, um, and the things he was trying to do, which he normally does exceptionally well. He didn't, and that kept setting Chelsea off on too many counter-attacks against us. So Matt Taylor went on because he had, apart from that run, he had an off day. Uh, so you've got to be brave as a manager, make sure we have to strengthen that side. Of, but in the end, it didn't make any difference. I mean, the second goal was just, you know, brilliant money. I mean, you know, his, his trickery, uh, along with his pace and his quality of finishing, you know, we had enough defenders t to actually cope with it, but but they couldn't. You're not in a bad position in the table at all, but what are you thinking? Another four or five points? We would like, we'd like six, I think, to be... You're looking at what the average has been over the last ten years. It's 39 points, and we'd like to get to that uh, as quick as we can. Uh, unfortunately for us, this month is only three games. We've, we've beaten Stoke, which was a good start for us. We've, we've lost to Chelsea, and we've got West Brom on the 30th of March. We've got to try and get another three points in that game, and then... We go into the last um, eight games, I think it is then, with uh, our 36 points, if we can. So there it is, Sam Allardyce's review of the game. It's hard to disagree with a lot of that, really. Um, yeah, I mean, he took Darmy off. He said it was a manager's decision. And that, that, that tells me a lot. I mean, that is taking him off for poor form. So he's not trying to keep him sweet, is he? Or no, he's, not. He's, he's either trying to spur him on to improve him or he already knows where he's going to be at the end of the season and... Just thinks he'd get someone else with And him. I think we got a bit carried away. Let's be honest, right? We got lucky no, we when we didn't. beat them three or one. We, no one we weren't got carried away. We, we well, a lot of people away. thought we, we were going to win. We got carried away with the press, with right. the army. Seven to one we were for a win. Yeah, the bookies don't get <laughs> that wrong. Seven to I one. Know, you, uh, did, I did, did not expect to win. No, nor did I. So, you know, this, this game isn't the guy, like he's just said on there. And Denver Bar. One on one, three times, and missed every time. That's not a sign no. of a very good striker. No. They should have brought Torres on, and he could have scored via a, an assist from a puddle. Did you see the grief old Twist and Shout was giving me on Twitter? Was he? What did he say? He was because I tweeted out saying, "Worth the fifty-five quid." Cheers at WHUC official hashtag not. Yeah, and he tweeted back saying, "Stop moaning. You've been moaning all week for a ticket. You got one, and you're still moaning." <laughs> Man up. <laughs> well done, ben. I was like, I paid my 55 quid. I can it moan ben, all I want. Yeah. Do one. I said. Yeah. <laughs> well done, Ben. Uh, so, I mean, there's no point. There's anything no else to say from Sam? Because sometimes he makes excuses. but he, he, he did sound like he was making excuses, but, you know. He always, he, he always he says lots of stuff that we've done really well when we don't ever see that, do we, and things. But I no, thought it was a fair he, enough... He's, um, he's absolutely right. We're not gonna, We're not going to survive this season by beating Chelsea home and away, are we? Yeah. So we he need, says six points. We need six points. Achievable? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Three yeah. of them at West Brom, we hope. Mm. Can you come into West Brom? The quicker we get it done, the better. Oh, I don't know. See how I feel all the time. Two weeks' time. Come on, John. That's a Saturday three o'clock, or is it? Yeah, yeah. and it's um, bank holiday weekend. Uh, yeah. Hey. Old team back together. The old team. Uh, Sean caught up with our fan of the weeks. Yeah. Pearl. Uh, this week. We've got one UK one and one international. Uh, he's written down Mark Stevens. I don't know why. No, it was Mark Adams. You've got that wrong. No, That's you've got it wrong. Uh, yeah, your typo. 
this is Mark Adams. He yeah. was at the game on Sunday. and he's a, he's a home and away season ticket holder. And here he is. Welcome to more than just a podcast. It's Mark Stevens, isn't it? Adams. Adams. Why did I write down Stevens? No idea. Right. I'll answer I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mark Adams, our fan of the week, uh, who went to Stanford Bridge yesterday. Hi, Mark. Hi, good afternoon to you. How are you? Um, still depressed a little bit from the game yesterday, but I didn't <laughs> go, unlike you. I, I decided to stay home and watch it on a stream. Um, I understand you're a season ticket holder, and I think, if your friend got it right who put you up for this, you're an away season ticket holder as well, yes, aren't you? Yes, I am. Yeah, I, I do both at home and away. I sit, I sit at the, in the Alpari stand on the lower, and as I say, the home and away games. Which is quite really so how does it work on the away games? Do you get it any cheaper by buying all the away games, or you just get all more no, reserved? No, 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 no. Uh, it, 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 in all honesty, it makes it really affordable. If I'm if I'm brutally honest, you about a month before each fixture is released, um, you you agree at the beginning of the season to go on the program, and and to do that, you need to be a, a bona fide season ticket holder anyway. That's a, a prerequisite. But um, about a month before the the, the ticket fixture or well, the fixture comes out, the tickets become available, and you get sent a ticket, but your debit card gets billed, so you haven't got to pay up front at the beginning of the season. It's quite. It's quite handy, really, because you can always make... They're very flexible. You can make arrangements for payment using a multitude of cards if you, if you, if you want, you know? So it's, it's quite it's quite a nice yeah. thing. So well, it's, I, it's, I, it's very affordable. I usually go to the away season tickets that are sort of local, um, and, and Chelsea being one of them, but I looked at the £55 uh, mm. ticket price, and I, I didn't bother my... My co-presenter, George, did go, but he went right at the last minute, mm. deciding and got a ticket. But um, I'm sort of glad I didn't go. But you know, let's talk yeah. about the game. I mean, I heard I was watching on a really good quality stream um, from Abu Dhabi or somewhere like that. And um, I could hear West Ham fans as normal. Every away game I go to or every away game I watch, I can always hear them out singing. And, and you know, we heard the blue flags to get up your arse. We yeah. heard all of it. For the first 20 minutes, all you could hear was West Ham. Well, let's yeah. talk about the game first, because we yeah. take the way game, the way singing, I think, as, as normal now. Yeah. Sam, Sam's often set up. I went to the Emirates, and we, he got a lot of grief about how he set up the Emirates. How do you think he set up for this game? He did have a great deal of choice here from, from Bruno. There were a few injuries. We suffered from injuries, and, and I, thought, I thought we were a little bit weak in midfield. Okay, There, were, there wasn't the service through to the forwards that, that we've come to expect. Um, you know what I mean? It, 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 was, it was a bit weak, I think. I think, um, yeah, that's... <laughs> it, we, could, we could have done with, with, with certainly with Nolan or, or Noble in the, in the side for, yeah. for that match, if I'm honest. As you say, the team sort of picked itself because of lack of choice this time. Although we will talk later on why the army came on off at half-time. So let's talk about first 20 minutes... We silly. We really seemed to run with them. It was a good derby, yeah. going end to end. Yeah. I, I, I was. I thought we really started very positively. Then came the Frank Lampard goal. I, I must admit, looking at replays, looking at the game, no marking for Frank. Uh, if if, no. if I was going to point one person out, it'd probably be Ginge, who who seemed to be in between players. I don't know what your thought on yeah. on the Frank Lampard goal. In, was. In, I, yeah. Again, I I I saw it like you, and he just had a free header, didn't he? 
you know. Yeah. He had a free header. So um, these things happen, you know. Um, we get we get them from time to time, and and there are, you know, there there is. I'm sure there's always that question: Oh, well, they should have done something a bit differently afterwards. But um, yeah, yeah, that's the smooth, really. So Frank Lampard celebrated the goal in front of all the West Ham fans. Yeah, uh, Have you got a problem with Frank? I know a lot of West Ham fans no, do. No, goodness, uh, goodness me, no. I, I think, I think if anything, there was, there was. Um, I don't know. Were you going to talk about John Terry in this? Yes, I will talk about John Terry in a minute. Okay. Well, um, yeah, I think that he didn't, he didn't need to celebrate where he celebrated. Yeah. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. He had the entire ground to choose the corner. And, and, he, and he came over to the West Ham fans corner and, and celebrated there. So... Um, I think it's a little bit provocative in in that. I mean, these people aren't stupid. They're not going to do it, you know. Um, I mean, he he said... He said he didn't over-celebrate it. I didn't see him kiss the badge or anything like that. Um, But, you know, I I guess it is... I didn't didn't see that. uh, Yeah, well, it's his 200th goal. So, anyway, let's talk about John Terry. John Terry... John John Terry's a different thing. So, I understand from people who were there, and, of course, there's been a lot of press about this, he he was warming up uh, at the corner line, the opposite side of the lino, where he shouldn't be, although he, uh, Rafa Benitez says that he was allowed to be there because the ref asked him to warm up there. Yeah, there was a player on the floor, so uh, they had a player that was on the floor and he, and he did a bit of a warm-up along our side. So, yeah. again, so he know, showed his bottom to the crowd, I've seen the pictures, and then it seemed to be that he was winding up inciting the crowd. Uh, uh, hot dog, uh, we've seen pictures of that, lots of coins. And uh, and a Lucasay bottle were thrown in his direction. I, I mean, what was your view on the whole I, thing? I, I thought I thought that I thought that came afterwards. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm talking about then. two incidents. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, the yeah, the, yeah, that's the right. The yeah, when when he came down and when he came down and warmed up, um, yeah, he he came down to obviously to a great reception from the home fans on that side, um, but but to the expected berating of the 
of the of West Ham fans. You know, you couldn't expect anything more than that. And and and, and I think you know, I think he, he spat on the floor when he came down there when he first arrived. When he got to the end, it was no big deal for us, you know. But he, he got what he deserved. And again, then he turned around and he was a bit provocative. I think with one or two of his gestures, you know, um, which some people some people rise to that. You know, um, and it it just makes for a bit more of a fun afternoon if you ask me. You know. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm um, sure West Ham. We we won't. You know, the West Ham fans are going to be the villains here, and yeah. you know, as normal. You know, John Terry's innocent. It, nothing to be me, Gov, and everything. Let's, anyway, let's talk a bit more football. So uh, next, Addy Carroll's uh, goal disallowed. I've watched it many times. Yeah. Doesn't look. Like, looks like a good goal to me. There was Fantastic hardly any contact. Crossing. It was a fantastic, yeah. fantastic cross in, and 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 again, you know, I I, I must confess, my eyes aren't what they used to be. I'm over fifty, I'm the wrong side of fifty now, and uh, and and although I could see down the end, I got, I couldn't see the reason why it was disallowed. Um, but um, you know, and people were asking questions around each other, but apparently there was a push. So, um, but again, it was you know, a very slight push. The ref had uh, to give what he sees, I suppose. And and it could be argued that that could have changed the game. Anyway, we we get to half time. I think yeah. the big question everyone's asking is: the army comes off. Change, uh, change. Doesn't seem to be any reason. No, there's no mm. word of an injury. This mm. sounds like a West a tactical change. Maybe Sam going written mm. this one off, save his legs. I I don't know what your view on that is. No, I think the army is one of, he's one of the one of our players that can that can make make the game for us really. You know, he's, he's, he's so. I think he's just so skillful on the ball, and and he can pick people up around him. It's a great, it's great having the team. I know, I know, I know. It's, it's, it's an obvious thing to say, but but when he's in the side, you've always got a chance, you know, and you know that there's you've got that there's that dependency that you have um, of of him maybe sort of getting out of a bit of trouble or making one or two plays, you know. Um, but with his, when yeah, he's but... there, you wonder, often wonder where it's going to come from. Well, he changed the game obviously at mm. the last. Chelsea, but I don't think it was going to be because second half we weren't really in it, and and of course then come the hazard goal. Um, mm. If I was going to put a little thought down to it, it, seemed to be, and I hate to say this because I, I really rate him, Winston Reid tried to make a tackle. He really yeah, didn't the, go yeah, in well yeah, enough. Yeah, he was, he was. Yeah, that's right. I, I remember he, he went down the right, didn't he? Hazard and then broke yeah. across into the centre of the park. Yeah, yeah, he, he, I remember. Yeah, he, he did. He missed that one, and uh, he, with the guy, the guy had had, had no opposition, and he just wrapped, wrapped it round and, and, and put it in the knee. So. And it, it, I guess Never it was mind. game done by then. It was game done by then. So I've, I've, we've only got a little bit of time on on the podcast today because we're also talking to someone from uh, New York, a fan from New York. So oh. two questions for you: uh, Are we still going to be safe? Are we going to survive this year? Yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't see us. I can't see us losing the points. And in fact, I think, uh, I think five points is far too much for the for three teams that are relishing at the bottom or languishing at the bottom to to make the to make the difference. I think. And the final one we're going to leave you with, Mark, is your vote for Hammer of the Year on on the performances so far. Who who would you single out for for Hammer of the Year? Or if you want to, you can do a runner up as well. I'd like the army for me. He's 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 played exceptionally well. Whenever I've seen him play, um, again it was a, it was a shame that we lost him at, at half time. And and run runner up, I I, I you know I I um I know I leave it at the army. I leave it. At yeah. the, I, I wouldn't. I again I don't like singling people out, but uh, yeah, for me for me he's a he's a joy to have in the side. I think. 
Excellent. Well, Mark Adams, you've been our fan of the week on more than just a podcast. Obviously, you're a way fan. You'll be going to Liverpool way. You never know. We might break the duck. The ones we don't expect. <laughs> well, you're 33 years, is it? <laughs> yeah, so maybe we win at Anfield. Yeah. Thanks, Mark. You're welcome, Sean. Yes, our next away game is Liverpool away. Yeah. Uh, and he um, he's not on Twitter or Facebook or anything like that. His mate on Twitter said, talk to this guy and DM'd me his mobile. And, uh, so that's Mark, S- Mark Stevens. Mark it's not Stevens, is it? It's, it's Stephen. For those of you that were a fan of Sean's song earlier this season, uh, there's a sequel coming up to that later on. Um, and this is the next fan of the week. Yeah. Who is... I'll, I'll let you introduce him, Sean. Uh, David Hotzig. Hotzig? Hotzig. Hotzig. I'll tell you that. So it's down there. Hotzig. I got it right Hotzig. on the interview. <laughs> uh, well, just about. That's shocking. You just spoke to the guy. And uh, David he, he actually lives in upstate New York. He does, yeah. And this is his interview. And we welcome to more than just a podcast. He's an international fan of the week. It's David Houtick. Gentlemen, how are you? <laughs> Not too bad. Uh, yes, technology is wonderful, isn't it? We're talking from Skype. It's um, four o'clock in the afternoon of the podcast, my time, which means it must be midday and lunchtime for you. I just took some sausages off the grill for me, my daughter and her friend who's over for the day. Yep, it's a beautiful thing. Right, let's start with, um, you're in New York City. No, I'm from New York City. I live upstate New York. I abandoned Manhattan a few years ago (laughs) for the life of the country. Anyway, my question is still valid. What are you doing supporting West Ham? Shouldn't you be, uh, or soccer as you would call it, shouldn't you be supporting American football or something? No, don't bite your tongue. It's, uh, it's just, no, I don't even know who won that Super Bowl nonsense. And by the way, I don't think we should call it football here. I think they should call it throw egg. The ball looks like a frickin' egg. They never touch it with their feet. And it's the most moronic, idiotic game anybody's ever invented. It's proof that the apocalypse is truly upon us. No, I, I, I'm a football supporter. My parents are European. I watched the silly little shows we had on here as a kid, like football made in Germany and other things like that with my dad and I started becoming I was a West Ham supporter in the early 90s when a friend of mine started dating a season ticket holder who would come to visit her in New York in our apartment building and next thing you know I'm at my pub watching Freddie Canute score an FA Cup winning a goal <laughs> against Sunderland at like 7:30 in the morning it's a virus you catch it you can't get rid of it and it'll eventually kill you Excellent. So how many, are there other West Ham supporters in New York State? How is it, uh, do you get together or is it a solo, isolated existence as a West Ham supporter in New York State? There is a group in the city, I know, because the, the head of it has a Twitter account and I follow it like I follow you. And they get together at a pub, I think on West 17th Street in Manhattan. I can't remember what it's called, but if you, you know, hit Twitter, NYC Hammers, you'd find him. But me, I'm a, I fly solo partially because I don't think anybody would want to be around me, not even my own children, when I'm watching or listening to a game. It's, I'm, I'm not pleasant. So let's talk about that. What, how many games a season do you get up and listen or stream? or how, Everyone. What, what's your ritual? 
All of them. They're between, we actually have tons of live football here. We have a satellite radio service that has a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week channel devoted to football. Uh, I pay for a, a service on my iPad and iPhone from Fox, which is part of Sky because it's you know part of Rupert Murdoch's empire, yeah, which has virtually every game unless it's on television. So the televised games on our two or three networks – if it's on there, it's not on the computer. But if it's not on TV, I can just turn on the app and watch it. And I used free streams that you know people like you provided links for for last season in the championship. But in the Premier League, every single game. Yeah, absolutely. So yesterday's game, uh, Chelsea is that is that one you watched or listened to? Both. I, I watched part, then I listened to the rest in the car because I had to take my daughter somewhere. I wasn't expecting much out of it, so it's one of those games that I wasn't geared up to see, figured whatever happens, happens, and that's kind of what happened. So I saw parts, listened to the other parts, you know, Lampard's goal. It's easy to sit and watch it and say, Collins, you know, you missed your mark. Or Reed was off to the side. Who missed their mark? But then again, that says you're not giving any credit to the, to the player on the other team who might have been able to make a good run and get away from the defender. You know, um, Ba should have scored a dozen goals by the time halftime hit. He, he yeah, was three I times one-on-one on one and, and then missed them all, which we were, we were grateful for. So what was, I mean, let's not concentrate too much on the Chelsea game because, as you say, most of us expect to lose it. What, what's your view on the rest of the season? Do you think we'll be safe in the Premiership? I do. I think if you look at below, and you have to, because that's everything I've always done. I mean, do you really believe, because I think QPR and Reading are gone. I, I think they're done. I think hmm. Villa put the nail in QPR's coffin, and you could see it in Ari's face. And Reading had their run. You know, they kind of they blew their proverbial load in that five, six game stretch with those comebacks. So let's put them out of the equation. Do you really think that Two of these teams, Wigan, Villa, Sunderland, will be able to surpass us? I don't. Sunderland have a terrible stretch of four games coming up that some of their people really think they're going to get nothing out of. So I, I think mathematically, you know, when you sit back and you try to be rational, yeah, I think we're safe. But we support West Ham rational thought rarely comes into play. So you're still going to have some sleepless nights. But I think we, I still think we're doing about what we should have expected to do. You know, in a yeah. way we were poisoned and spoiled by that really good yeah. stretch in the beginning of the year. If we were on 33 points now, sputtering along with, you know, a win, a draw, two losses, a win, a draw, two, we'd probably be like, hey, happy days. But yeah. we got spoiled by those runs. And I, I think we're about where we should be. Okay, final question, because we've got a lot to fit on the podcast. Who's your Hammer of the Year, then? Who, who would you get your vote for Hammer of the Year? Winston Reid, no question. Excellent. Um, have you been over to West Ham? Are you planning to come over to the, the, the Holy Land and, and, and come to the, to the church of Upton Park and the bowling ground? I've been ground? a few times. My first game was in 94 away at Anfield. Uh, nil-nil draw. Julian Dix got red-carded, if I remember. I've been, my wife even went with me to Upton Park on our honeymoon, and we also went to an away game at Wimbledon where Shaka messed up a corner with like in the 88th minute, it was a 2-2 draw. So I've been to about a half a dozen games at Upton Park and a few away games, but I live far away and I have two kids and I have a thing called a job, so it makes it harder. But I, I, I am West Ham through and through, 
No other team that I've ever supported, even having season tickets to the New York Rangers hockey team for 24 years, nothing means anything to me like West Ham United. Excellent. Well, you've been our international uh, West Ham fan of the week. Uh, Thank you, David, and uh, keep on listening to the podcast. Cheers. Thank you very much. Cheers. So that was David Houtzig. Yeah, we we need to get a few more international fans of the week to uh, warrant the effort you've just put in to make a new jingle. Are we on stereo? Yes, we're on stereo. Good. Stereo. No mono stuff. Are we on? Are we on what? Stereo. Yeah. <laughs> so right. Th- what's next on the running order, Sean? We're going to talk about the West Ham accounts. Woo-hoo! Two things that I picked up because we said we was going to look at well, it. After I, the I last one, me and Sean sat down here after you lot. We did. We off. found some interesting stuff. Yeah, we sat here and looked through the accounts and talked about some things, and we found. I read today actually. My cool. little find of the day was that we've borrowed our TV money off an offshore. That's right. I tweeted about it earlier, earlier this week we, or last uh, week. Yeah, we've already borrowed our TV money for next the year. British Virgin Islands. Apparently, we've. We're going to mortgage that for sixty million pounds up front. We'll probably be looking at paying about ten million pounds interest. Apparently, oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, because Everton borrowed, done exactly the same. Yeah, thing no, a apparently quite ago. a few. No, quite a few clubs are doing it this year. Apparently, we're not alone. Well, Everton have borrowed from them before, borrowed a similar amount, and paid ten million pounds interest. Wow. Anyway, it's not, not very good, is it? Let me tell <laughs> you what I found. Accounting. These are more questions, right? And if you're an accountant, out there, it's interesting that although the accounts came out on Company's House a few weeks ago, it is still the accounts still aren't the West on the West Ham site. I don't know why they haven't published them on the West Ham but site. But you can tweet them to anyone, can't you? I can email them to anyone. Yeah, if I want to copy. So, as we know, and I think we said last time, West Ham made a twenty-five and a half million pound loss during the Championship season last year. Uh, no surprise, really, because ticket sales dropped um, from 18.8 million to 13.5 million, and TV income dropped from 46.2 million to 19.7. So, no surprise, really, that we lost that much. This is what surprised well, myself and John. It's still 20 million for the championship. Yeah. yeah. So, this is what's surprising. We were on the TV a lot. The surprising thing is the highest paid director in West Ham, remember, there are only five directors. Earned £427,000 last year, right? In a year, we lost £25.5 million. Last year, the highest paid director earned £256,000. So that was the year we were in the Premiership. Yeah. But the year we were in the Championship, it went up to £427,000. So let's look at the five directors. Wasn't that, wasn't that a, just a premium paid into a pension premium? No, no, it wasn't. No, it, no, it was, wasn't. It, wasn't it was earning. the whole package. Okay. Bonus and salary. So... There are five directors, David Gold and David Sullivan, the joint chairman. They publicly have said a number of times they draw no salary from West Ham whatsoever. So if we take them at their word, zero, zilch, zero, nada, right? Next, Karen Brady, who's vice chairman. Karen Brady. Yeah. (laughs) David Gold has said on a number of occasions that her salary is paid by him and David Sullivan. So what? Nothing to do with the club. Yeah. We personally pay that, and, and I have no reason to believe that's not true. Then there are two non-executive directors. Now, usually non-executive directors will draw no salary or a minimal or non-minimal salary. Of, that's say, easy for you to say. Usually £5,000, because they, all they do is turn up for the uh, AGM or, or the uh, board meetings. Now, the two non-executive directors, one's called Robert Ellis, and he's, he's an, an accountant. accountant. Yeah. Uh, he probably takes, him probably I don't know, £5,000 a year. And the other one is a chap called Daniel Harris. 
Now, he's an investor who put in four and a half million with his dad, John Harris. And between them, they're the family that own the Alba Group. So they're quite wealthy. I would expect that part of... the Alba Group? I don't know, but I have heard of them. They're, they're quite wealthy. I would imagine that it's part of the investment that he gets a seat on the board, but I bet you he doesn't draw any salary. And finally, we've got the outgoing finance director, uh, Nick Igu. I go. Uh, I go. Dear. <laughs> I go. And now uh, he's gone. Bye. But a, a finance director, usually, of this kind of turnover of company, will earn somewhere approaching maybe 100, 150 grand, no more. So total payments for all directors for last year is £653,000. Something doesn't add up. Something doesn't add up. I'm sorry, but who's the person that's earning 420000 Whose who's wages went up from 256000 to 427000 yeah. in the I year we got Brady. I bet it's Karen Brady. Well, that you could possibly say that. I couldn't comment because I don't know. But there's, some, there's a question to be answered there. The the second one, and I'll be brief, is for the first time, someone, some shareholders are earning over a million pound of interest. In fact, one million eighty three thousand pound of interest was paid to shareholders, where none was paid in two thousand eleven. Now, Stroma are shareholders, right? But they've been there quite a while, and I would imagine theirs is paid as part of a bank loan and not loans to shareholders. So it only really leaves. The joint chairman. Now, they did loan the club £32.2 million loan. And we've argued this before, John, haven't we? We've said, I said it would probably be interest-free. Well, actually, it looks like it's not. So if you take the £32.2 million loan, right, and look at the eighty-three, that's 3.2%. LIBOR, the the interbank lending rate, is around 0.5%. So it's 2.7 above bank lending. Wow, that's a lot. Hardly charity. Hardly charity. Again, I mean, it is their money. They are doing it, and they are entitled to get some money I, out. I understand, but, but, but the way the way they present themselves as the saviors and all this, they're still making money. As I said, these are questions more than comments. All I can say is, I'm not sure the money's going to them. It's going to shareholders. The highest paid director. We're not saying it's Karen Brady. We're just saying that's the highest paid director. Those are in the accounts. Those questions, I think, someone should answer. Yeah, it'd be good if we knew for sure, because this is conjecture from us. It is. I mean, I'm no financial wizard, are you? Sean? No, I'm not. No. I am, actually. So, <laughs> oh, well done, so do tell us. <laughs> I, I don't know the secrets. So there, okay. there, there's the interesting facts for there me. Sean's interesting book of facts. Yeah, there you go. Let's move on to... It's time for... Yes, it is Facebook Twitter question time. So I'm just going to go on the so Facebook. So I, group. you know, I got on Facebook as I do on on podcast days and posed a few questions and a few pictures so to try and stimulate some debate. George, let me see what you've put on here, Sean. The John Terry hot dog incident. <coughs> Who would waste a three pound fifty hot dog on John Terry? What are your views on the hot dog and loose chain stories today in the press? Sean asked. The questions that need to be asked. Scott George Smallman said, "Disappointed. We seem to be getting no. We seem to enjoy this unwanted negative attention we are getting, but yet again, it's the actions of a few that cast a shadow on the majority." Billy Allen said, "I can only guess they put the wrong sauce on it." Funny. Dave O'Meara said, "Terry played the pantomime villain part perfectly. 
Anyway, more importantly, what was the lager they were selling in Stamford Bridge? A mysterious brew. Well, it's called Singer, Dave. It's a Thai beer. Oh. I know that. Sarah Johnson said, I heard a Twix was involved. I don't understand why the stewards don't deal with it on the spot. So bored of the Lamps versus West Ham saga. We all need to move on. Save our pennies. Horse hot dog burgers and Twixes. Twixes. As, as for JT, there are other ways of stretching out your hamstrings. No one wants to view that. Thank you. Um, yeah, the Twix brings a whole new element to it, doesn't it? Lucas A Twix hot dog. Loose change of seventeen pound fifty. Sounds like a this has got more serious. Sounds like a tasty lunch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sounds like Frank Lampard's lunch. Boom boom. Hey. Hey. I'm, uh, I personally am sick of the Lampard. And yeah, no, I am. I'm too. glad they're both coming to the end of it, so we haven't got to see it anymore. I'll be glad as well when Defoe stops because that negative. Every time it comes, it always seems they feed off of it, and it always goes against us. So Sean said. We have now slipped down to 14th place in the Premier League with Wigan, Reading and Southampton all winning. Clever, Reading didn't win. Yeah, I, I made a mistake. What can we expect from our rema- remaining fixtures? That's an X, not a C. All right. <laughs> <laughs> West Brom at home, Liverpool away, Saints away, Man United at home, Wigan home, City away, Newcastle home, Everton away, Reading home. Leon Hyde. Mate, we really didn't get going yesterday in the sub with the army mind blowing. Yeah. Uh Sarah Bastock said Reading didn't win, they lost. Thanks, Sarah. <laughs> we need three more wins, which we can get, no problem. Really? Nine points. See it when I believe Sean it. Sean said, Thanks, Sarah. Of course I meant Aston Villa, not Reading. Unlike me to get things mixed up, isn't it? True. Dave O'Meara says we will win two more games and stay up with thirty nine points. Hope so. Uh, two more wins should be enough, says Kevin Stanley. Just hope it doesn't come down to the last game. Will do. I hope it doesn't. It's just it's Sean also put down. a picture of John Terry bending over and showing us his bum. And uh, asked for the best captions to be sent asked. in. And no one else did. And no one else sent one in apart from but Sean. Look, here's a blue flag, right, on there. Yeah. There's his ass. Stick the blue flag up his ass. Do you get it? Yeah. Yeah, well done. Well, sure. Did you all see that, everyone listening? <laughs> if you go to Facebook Great podcast group. radio. Well, yeah. yeah. Which is what, George? Go to podcast. It's facebook.com forward slash more than just a podcast. Anyway, you will see podcast the picture. That's anyway, it, isn't it? it? Um, oh, predictions. That is it. What else? I wanted to say something I'm going to predict we win against West oh, yes. Brom because we bloody oh, need Hang on, to. hang on. Before we do predictions and sign off, I just want to play your song, Sean. So this is sequel to uh, Sean's Are we going to do it before predictions? Yes. <laughs> this is a sequel to Because otherwise people won't listen. Oh, this is a sequel God. to Sean's song. Where I get things wrong, all right? It's Great. called Sean's Song 2. It's Mark Stevens, isn't it? Adams. Adams. Why did I write down Stevens? How, how do you pronounce your second name? It's Sean here. It's Sean here. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. How Now, I understand I'm all right. I usually go to the away season tickets that are sort of local. I'm Jojo Shelby. Die the gold, die the gold. I'm Jojo Shelby. It's Mark Stevens, isn't it? Adam. Adam. Why did I write down Stevens? I don't know. How, how do you pronounce your... Second name? How how do you pronounce your second name? I don't know. I don't know. How sick. From Jojo Shelby. Die the gold. I usually go to the away season tickets that are sort of local. How how do you pronounce your second name? How sick. I don't know. I don't know. I'm glad it asked. 
from Jojo Shelby, from Jojo Shelby. How, how do you pronounce your second name? Adams. Why did I write down Stephen? At least they didn't celebrate it. Small. Consonant. 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 No idea. No idea, indeed. As, as uh, normal, your editing skills are legendary. Thank God of rainy days that you have a lunchtime time to do that. So can we do our predictions now, though? You've all had a laugh at my expense. Uh, predictions for West Brom at home on Saturday, 30th of March. Which John is coming to. Again. We're going to win. We're going to win because we have to. It's a big, it's big Steve game. Clark. We're going to win. Big game. Big if games we don't, we don't win. If we don't win, we're going to get sucked right into it for the last games of the year. If we win... Will we clear? We're going to win. 2 1. 2 0. 1 0. Mark Noble comes back and gets a penalty. <laughs> missing him. Yeah, we yeah, are. are. Nolan will be. I think we're missing Nolan a bit as well. Thank nah. you for listening to Wanderers Podcast Podcast. Uh, we are not here next week because there's no game. Got another week off, you another lucky people. Uh, we'll be back on, well, probably not Easter Monday. Oh, no. We're back on the Tuesday. Tuesday. But yeah, thank you for listening. Have a good Easter. Goodbye from me. Goodbye from Sean. Goodbye. Goodbye from John. Bye. Come on, you irons. Come, Come on, on you irons. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.